Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton and lots to get to in this half hour of the show, which is the final half hour of today's show after the 1.30 news You'll hear all about the Elks wholesale change in the upper management ranks. Brock Sunderland gone. Chris Presson gone. Head coach Jamie Elizondo gone. It'll be Morley and Dave taking over on the coverage after the 1.30 news. In the meantime, you know, this is Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott sitting in for Bob Stoffer today. The show brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy uh, office technology and software. You want to keep in touch? Lots of great content uh, flowing in at 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors floors 134 of 143rd street 111th avenue open monday to saturday I'll also tell you that japanese village is open to serve you at any one of their five edmonton and area locations try the le- legendary wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes reserve now jvedmonton.ca all right pickings were slim today for our headliner <laughs> But we're going to him anyway. We reach into the bullpen. We pull out Reed Wilkins from the Oilers Radio Network, Inside Sports. Our headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And Reed, I think that, you know, yourself as a, as a, a member of the sports department, but a, a diehard Elks fan, you know, today may not have come as a surprise to you. Certainly not an easy day, but a necessary day for the franchise in implementing what the next chapter is going to be uh, with all three of the uh, real decision makers, I suppose, in the franchise over the last season uh, let go today. Well, I'm not surprised at all about Brock Sunderland, the GM of the team. I mean, if you look at the team's record and some of the personnel decisions, it uh, it hadn't been very good under his watch year after year with uh, it bottoming out this year. I mean, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. This is certainly the worst double E season uh, in my lifetime. I think you got to go back to the early 60s to find a year in which they went 2-14 and 14 and... Obviously, the record was very poor, but also just how many of the games they lost, they weren't competitive. Uh, I mean, an offense that failed to really drive the ball or produce a lot, with regardless of who the quarterback was, the special teams were abysmal, especially the return game and the kick coverage. I mean, I think the kickers themselves had decent years. And, you know, probably a defense that was an average defense overall, but were just on the field too much. So when you look at that and, you know, the guy picking the players ultimately or signing the players is is the general manager. And given that he'd been here several seasons, that that really didn't surprise me. It, it was in terms of the other two guys, you know, I – kind of went back and forth on what way it was going to go. I, I think J.B. Elizondo 
you know, in a different situation. It would have been nice to see what, what he could have done. And the president of the team, Chris Preston, certainly not an ideal situation for him to take over and then to be the president through a pandemic for most of the time. Having said that, when there's as few fans in the seats as there were for the last three or four home games, you know, somebody takes the fall for that. And I think with Preston being, you know, not from Edmonton, uh, you know, I think there were always going to be questions there about his ability to connect, uh, maybe not connect with the community, but sort of understand the community and everything that was going on around the Elks and what the fan base wants and things like that. So, you know, it is, it's one of these things, Brendan, where, you know, I've, I've made no secret of the fact I'm also a season ticket holder for the Elks. I don't just talk about them professionally. So there is that extra angle for me there. I, I was certainly very unhappy with the product on the field. I mean, I didn't see a home win. I didn't go to the last game because of the Oilers-Rangers game, but but still, they didn't win that game anyway. Uh, you know, it's. I think from that aspect, you know, I certainly wanted some changes, and I, and I want to see the franchise be a relevant one again because they've fallen pretty far from where they used to be in sort of the, the uh, I guess, sort of respectability factor in the Canadian Football League. Now, I also look at it, you know, I also, I also don't celebrate anybody losing their jobs. I mean, flaws or performance-related issues or whatever aside, these are people who did care and were trying to do their jobs. And, you know, now they've been told that uh, they can't do that anymore, at least not here. So, you know, it's, it's never a positive day from, from that standpoint. And, and obviously, if you're making these changes, it's because there have been bad performances on the field to play as well. But certainly, like I said, certainly with Sunderland, um, not a huge surprise. I, I think we're going to find out here at the news conference perhaps what's going on with the operations cap for because there is a cap, remember, on coaches and general managers. Now the Elks, I believe, will have the option to spread that out over five years. Uh, or I wonder, too, because of it being a pandemic season, if the CFL might waive that for one or both of Sunderland and uh, Elizondo. That's something that uh, I want to find out about as well. So the same way that, say, the Oilers are still paying for Milan Lucic, or, or I guess James Neal on the cap at this point, the Elks with the um, management cap would then still be paying for Sunderland and Preston is what you're saying or uh, Elizondo well, yeah, and, 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 and yeah and it would count against the operations cap but they have right. the option to spread out the remaining value over five years as opposed to eating it all now well or eating it all for the future seasons yeah yeah, I think the, the you hit it on the head for me, and that is just where is the connection with the community at this point? I, I think so much of that had been lost naturally through the pandemic, of course, and then it just, you know, despite being up there in attendance numbers on a nightly basis, I know the whole league is suffering right now, but it just was... Yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot for, for the fans who did show up to, to cheer for over the course of the year. And then you think that there might have been a, uh, not a glimmer of playoff hope, but just something worth watching and, and acquiring Nick Arbuckle. And they trade an asset for that and don't even play him. And now he's not been brought aboard by whatever the new management is going to be, right? So you've you've squandered an asset and you hope that Arbuckle is going to be able to win a job in camp or be the guy that the new regime wants. But that's not a guarantee. So it just seems 
seems like sort of every step of the way this past season, things went wrong where they could have went wrong between the uh, the um, COVID problems in the early season to the gauntlet schedule at the end. I mean, it was really the end of an ugly chapter, and I think a fresh start right across the board is probably exactly what the franchise needs. The question is, what is that going to look like? Well, and that's the big question now. I, I mean, yes, there's nowhere to go but up, but you still got to make sure you can go in that direction as opposed to staying where they are right now. I, I mean, they're, they're bringing in Wally Buono as a consultant to help hire the new general manager. There is, I don't know if there's anybody in the last 30 years more respected. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline in the CFL than Buono. So interesting that he's going to be involved. Uh, they want to have the new GM in place by the end of the year. Uh, you know, I think that's something we'll we'll talk about more tonight on Inside Sports. Or there's some assistant GMs around the league that uh, maybe would be ready to take over. And then, you know, or could the coach and general manager be the same person? I, I, I mean, is, is, does Chris Jones come back into this discussion? You know, when... Milanovic left. Uh, he, didn't he tweet that picture of himself with the Grey Cup flying back in 2015? So it's something like, uh, you know, ready to go back to Edmonton. Now, who knows if that's his mindset again? He is uh, a defensive coach with the Toronto Argos now, and they're, you know, they're, they got a game coming up here in 12 days for the East Final. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. They, they got to, I mean, it's easy to say go get somebody like Mike O'Shea who knows the CFL, played in the CFL, is willing to go to a not a very good situation like he did in Winnipeg and take some lumps for a couple of years but build a program. And now, you know, Winnipeg's obviously at the top of the league right now. So easier said than done. I mean, how many of those people are out there that, you know, played or have connections and are sort of willing to uh, just step in and, and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help rebuild. But they're going to have to find that person because that's exactly who they need right now. Chatting with Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports, the Oilers radio network, and we've got plenty more coverage on the Elk situation coming up uh, less than 15 minutes from now. After the 1.30 news, we'll go live to that press conference from uh, Commonwealth Stadium and get the word right from the organization. But Reed, uh, a quick hockey recap from Saturday's game. I mean, just different contributors. You know, you, you got the usual suspects. You're getting young contributions now. We've talked throughout the show about the rise of a lot more Bakersfield Condors graduates filling holes in a lineup that with five injuries now suddenly needs a little help. And there really wasn't all that much drop-off, if any at all, against Chicago. Not from Broberg, not from Duncan Keith stepping up into those minutes. You know, Kyler Yamamoto taking advantage on the penalty kill and, and capitalizing there. You've got Stuart Skinner, who seems that he's ready to, uh, you know, have matured into at least a part-time NHL contributor. So there's a lot of good things going on in the periphery of the Oilers, all while the studs lead the scoring standings and the rest of it. Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, again, another game where I don't think they played very well in the first 10 minutes, but Skinner made some big saves early, and then they just completely took over. I mean, the Oilers are 
a deeper team than Chicago. The third line had an excellent game. McLeod scored again. Uh, you know, I think from a defensive standpoint, they did a pretty good job. Uh, the Hawks, to me, don't have much after their top two lines, but they did what they needed to do. And the special teams continue to be a huge story. I mean, as great as the power play is, and the power play is unbelievable, I mean, the penalty kill, to me, has ascended to, well, not the same level, I suppose, but uh, a level of excellence here. They've only allowed six power play goals against all season, and now they've scored three shorthanded goals. So 17 games into the season, they're only minus three on the penalty kill. And, you know, I think they've got some good continuity there. I think they have some uh, smarter players who are, are, are able to dissect what other power plays are doing, some experienced players. I mean, Nuge has been killing penalties a long time. And then they get the saves when they need them, like Skinner in overtime against the Jets the other night. But, you know, again, another tough road trip coming up. I think, uh, you know, Dallas is going to be a good test tomorrow. And then the back-to-back against Arizona, which is a a poor team. So you either go up there and assert yourself. And then, uh, obviously, they uh, get a couple days off and play Vegas again. So, yeah, I, I mean... You can't argue with the record. You can't argue with the players who have come up and contributed. Certainly, they got more depth in the organization than they've had in a long time. Hi there. I guess I should probably turn my mic on. Thanks, Cody. Uh, so you and Rob were talking in the post game about the goaltending situation, and there's been some texting on the line. I too would likely start Miko Koskinen, but I'd like to hear why you would. Well, I think they're going to start Koskinen because he's played good games in Dallas in the past. And, you know, that way they're kind of getting him back in there without giving Skinner three consecutive games. And then you give Skinner the game against the Coyotes, and then you can kind of evaluate from there. you got a couple of days off before you play Vegas. But, you know, here's the thing. I, they I, Clearly with Koskinen, the more he plays, you start to see a drop-off in his game. But I don't think they also are ready to push him aside after – you know, four good appearances by Skinner. I mean, hey, Skinner's exciting. It, it, it's it's he opens up a lot of possibilities and excitement when you're watching him for sure. But let's face it, this isn't uh, hand him the reins and let him start eighty percent of the games type of situation. So you know, I think it'll be Koskinen tomorrow because of his history against the Stars. Reed Wilkins, uh, what I am sure there will be plenty on the Elks coming up tonight. Do you have anything else booked for your show? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the Elks, I'm just waiting outside here. I'm just going to go into the, the press conference right away, and uh, Kelly Rudy's on tonight as well. Sounds good. Have a good show, my friend. Okay, see you. Thank you. That is Reed Wilkins checking in, talking Elks, talking Oilers. You already know the cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does that even mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure that advertised prices all include accessories, fees, uh, and taxes, except for GST. Now, if those are important attributes to you, give our friends Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny, and the gang a call at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-477-3673, or visit brentridge.com. Remember, we're out a little early, so we'll back, uh, come back and wrap up the show, I suppose, after this. 124 in Edmonton, Royal Pizzas, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Escot recommendation, 
especially after that big win over the Tennessee Titans last, uh, oh, yesterday afternoon, I guess, is the Texan. The Texan at Royal Pizza. A couple texts here at 780-496-0063. Eric from Red Deer asks, would I say that Broberg looked better than Jones ever did? No. Would I say that Broberg has a higher ceiling than Jones ever had the potential to? Yes. Will I say that Broberg was playing last night because they had moved on from Caleb Jones in this organization? In all likelihood, yeah, because last year Jones was sort of that swingman, seventh defenseman that you would plop into a situation like that rather than giving Broberg that chance. But because Broberg's been in North America this year, it's obviously worked out for him in this sense. Don't want to see Darnell Nurse out for long term I don't think that it's going to be sustainable for this team to not have their number one defenseman obviously but when you're talking about bringing in a higher caliber uh, draft pick like that and um, he becomes I believe with the exception of Alex Turcotte the last top 10 pick from 2019 to actually make his NHL NHL debut so there you go that's in the books we'll see if they play him again against Dallas front half of two in a row tomorrow night on 630 Chad a 630 puck drop live against the stars and then they'll do it all over again on Wednesday against Arizona Bob will be back to preview both of those games let's go to this day in Oilers history back in 2011 some of our younger audience should remember this one. Jordan Eberle, a two-goal performance and an assist as the Oilers beat the Predators 6-2 at Bridgestone Arena. Sean Horkoff, Taylor Hall, they had a two-point game. Sam Gagne dropped the gloves with Matt Halischuk. Can't say I remember it, but love the name. <laughs> Matt Halischuk from that uh, 2006 or 7 Canadian World Junior Team. 07, I want to say. Uh, that is this day in Oilers history. Again, tomorrow, Bob is back. We'll preview the Oilers at the Stars. Sportsnet's Mark Spector will join us for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta brought to you by the 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing and breeding industry. Please note that racing is suspended this week at Century Mile just for this week. You can always watch her and uh, wager online at hpibet.com. We'll, uh, we'll send it off to a break here, and then the next voices you'll hear, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, and they will have the live press conference from Commonwealth Stadium, the Elks cleaning house. Brendan Escott saying so long from the 630 Ched Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.